1: Hello, welcome to episode number 31 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com.
2: And I'm Tiffany Milanich of GratefulGarden.biz.
1: And today we are talking with the fabulous 2013 Guggenheim Award winning writer, director, producer Maggie Hadley-West about her current documentary, Sick to Death, seeking to understand and change corrupt medical practices around thyroid disease and medical justice for millions of individuals worldwide absolutely go maggie she's been writing directing and producing in film and television since 1991 and her work is often considered to be controversial provocative radical and irreverent cool all the things we like right tiff
2: totally <laughs> it's a it's a perfect thyroid nation <laughs>
1: that's right we are it so is.
2: I am so excited to talk with her, and I know you are too. I just, This movie is just vindication for so many thyroid patients. I can't wait for it to come out. So we are really, really excited to talk with Maggie. But first, just a few things. If you tuned in last week, which we hope you did, you heard us chatting with the fabulous thyroid advocates, Fabienne Haymans and Pearl Thomas Flanagan, co-founders of Hashimoto's org. We are so filled with so many amazing advocates, aren't we, Dana? It's just crazy.
1: We are. You can
2: you can check out the show in the Thyroid Nation radio archives if you missed it, and you can also listen to other great past shows uh, in the archives as well, like Dr. Holtorf, Hypothyroid Mom, Mary Showman, Susie Cohen, Isabella Wentz, Alan Christensen. We could just keep going on and on and on. There's so many amazing shows in there with so much information and different information too. Dr. John Robinson was referring to the spiritual aspect of thyroid disease, which I thought was really critical in healing. You can also see the lineup of wonderful and innovative guests we have scheduled on the Thyroid Nation radio page, including amazing future guests like Dr. Jill Carnahan, which will be so exciting, Gina Lee Nolan, she has an amazing story, Dr. Tom O'Brien that's going to grill Dana and I, and our own fabulous Shannon Garrett autoimmune RN. All right, Dana. I think she's with us. Let's get this thyroid nation thriving. What do you
1: think? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello, Maggie. Are you with Hello, us? Hello, everyone. Yes, I'm here.
3: Oh
2: my How
1: goodness! Are you? Welcome.
3: Thank you. I'm great. Great. Really glad to
1: be here. <laughs> are you sure you're not too sleepy? <laughs> no, I'm not sleepy. I'm not sleepy at all. Good. Well, I know you've been in the editing room for the for the movie, and so I'm so glad you jumped out for us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, well, let's let's get into it cuz we've got we've got a lot to cover and not too much time, so we want to we want to hear your story. Tell us first before you get into your thyroid story, just tell us a little bit about you and then and then tell us your thyroid story.
3: Okay, well, let's see. I uh I'm a woman. I all right. am, <laughs> oh, God, I don't even know how to separate my um, <laughs> myself from my thyroid story, actually. I grew up in Alaska. I have oh, been wow. um, living in New Orleans for the last six years, which is where my family's from. I've lived all over the country. I um, am an artist, have always been an artist. And um, and this particular subject is like super near and dear to me, and has I'm saying that um, this project actually is fueled by rage.
2: I'd l- talk a little Which bit more okay. about that, Maggie. That's really important. That's that's really really important.
3: Well. Um, I, you know, typically for women, it's not attractive to be, um, rageful, but I feel like it is really important as well, because I think my story is very typical of what's happened to millions of other people. And that's actually the reason that I decided to make the film, not because of myself, but because of the other people, because if it was just, if my concerns were only for myself, then I would have just taken care of myself. But, um when I realized that millions of women are going, you know, decades without being diagnosed and are really, really suffering, you know, men are suffering as well, but it's predominantly women, and because women are hormonal, often the um, the symptoms are more severe for women as well. Um, that just infuriated me. And then I became further um, upset by the fact that, um, understanding that all of, almost all of the ed- medical information preexisted and that none of us had to have been suffering and that, you know, had each one of us been treated when we were young or when the fir- symptoms first appeared, things um, in most of our lives would, have, would not have escalated to the point that they have. And so that is really what um, fueled the idea of the project.
1: Well, and let me just jump in and, and just sh- uh, share something that we learned, I guess, a couple weeks ago with Dr. Robinson. He mentioned um, the reflex test. Uh, it's called Thyroflex now, but that's been around right. for a really, really long time.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I, I don't know of anybody who's ever used it. You know, not very many people have used it or heard of it. And it's supposed to be, like, uh, accurate, very accurate. And so that's another thing, you know. Like, this information, like you said, has been – out for forever and, and none of us knew, right? Like they were using natural desiccated thyroid way before Synthroid came along. So it is very frustrating. Right. Well, I actually used the Thyroflex and
3: um, Good. Dr. Holtorf in, in California used the Thyroflex on me. But even prior to the Thyroflex, there was just the the standard um, ankle reflex test and that right. used to, that and the body temperature used to be the standard for testing and doctors, no doctors even know any of that stuff at all anymore.
2: Right. And and not only that, but even those can not necessarily be accurate sometimes as well, because with the ankle and the temperature, I didn't, I didn't test hypothyroid to either one of those, but yet my antibodies were elevated. So I've Mm -hmm. always been more hot on the hot side than cold side, you know, but there's so much information and so many different types of testing that they could use to cover you know, the broad spectrum, I think what frustrates me more than anything, Maggie, is there was one thing at at not making that information available that was bad enough. But now it seems like there's almost a massive resistance to making proper care um, available for everybody. You know, so instead of just being ignorant, you know, now they're actually preventing us from care. And that, that like infuriates me.
3: Oh yeah, I'm totally with you. Well, one of the things that I did pretty recently is I contacted a number of the advisors on the film and I asked them how much time they had been given to thyroid disease in medical school and it ranged from, you know, an hour to six hours at the most and that was oh, um Carrie Hertog in Brussels. And this is one of the, you know, if you have the autoimmune version of it, it's one of the biggest autoimmune diseases in the in the country and, or in, you know, in the world, in the body. And um, so that just made me so upset to think that, okay, right, nobody's learning anything. And then you're right, we're up against this wall of resistance. And it's really about. Um, the insurance companies and the pharmaceuticals, and them not wanting doctors to spend time with patients, and doctors not wanting to learn too.
2: Right, right, and so many of them, you know, refuse to. You know, you would think as a healer. I think we would all think as a healer, of course. You know, um, you know, and especially as women that are fairly nurturing by nature, that if if your if your patient didn't feel well, right. And what you were doing wasn't working. That you would say that you would explore further. You know, some of the some of the good docs that we've had on have really been inspired. You know, I, I dare to say, fortunately, by their own illness, like Dr. Christensen and Dr. Holtorf. But but also by looking at these women that don't feel well and going, okay, this this isn't working. This woman Something's is tortured, wrong. and so they right. they're inspired. Something's wrong, right? A healer would mm-hmm. be inspired by to to find out. I would think. You know, and um, and some of them are so resistant; they refuse. You know, women can print articles out. They could, you know, for God's sake, they could take the documentary, the movie in there, and say, "Look at this. We're not alone." And they just are like, "No, sorry, this is what I was taught, and and that's you know the end all." So frustrating.
1: And well, and that's time to fire your doctor. Right. Then in the yeah, right. absolutely. Right, right, exactly. But you know what? I,
3: I think we I think we have a systemic problem though, and it's not um, it's not simple. And the reason it's not simple is because the you know, the pharmaceuticals and the insurance companies are basically ruling the world. And this is not the way that medicine used to be because, you know, what's being taught now is pharmacology. It's not natural medicine. And so if your right. doctors are going to medical school and they're learning pharmacology, well, they're learning pharmacology. There's a reason it's called medicine, you know, because everything is about medicine. It's not medicine. actually about treating the body. And that is, I think, that our, our single biggest problem. And that was actually a revelation to me. Because I, we're so, or at least this is how I feel, I'm so indoctrinated in the system. This is the way it's been for the last hundred years that you don't, we don't even realize, or I didn't even realize that there used to be something that was different. Because if you look at American medicine versus traditional Chinese medicine, they're very different modalities. Traditional medicine looks, uh, traditional Chinese medicine looks at the whole body. Right. And they look at herbs, and they look at your energy levels, and they look at your chi, um, and that's not what American medicine does. American medicine looks at a chemical solution, a right. foreign chemical solution, which doesn't make any sense. No, and I have doesn't. to,
2: I have to pipe in here and just make a, a really quick um, notation from your trailer that just about my jaw about hit my desk when Mary Shulman says cost a dollar to make a month's supply of levothyroxine so right. I mean, when when we when we when you really wrap your head around that and understand the profit margin <laughs> exactly of levothyroxine it is i can't even think of a word mind blowing right Mind-blowing. there mind blowing right.
1: it is mind blowing that's it
3: i think in 2014 it was the 65th most um profitable uh, pharmaceutical. But you know what? That is not talking about the pro- um, the profit margin. That is just the literal numbers. And right. and there's hundreds of thousands of drugs. So it is mind-blowing. And that's Synthroid. Right. And all right. of the levothyroxine drugs, I think the, the stats that we found most recently are... Um, the and drugs make a uh, billion dollars a year. A oh, billion. my God. Number one
2: prescribed drug in America. When you look at that in the That's cost, a right. dollar, just to repeat it for our listeners, Maggie, a dollar to make a month's supply, number one prescribed That's drug right. in America. In my opinion, and God knows I don't have a lot of powder coating to me, that is a serious cash cow right there.
3: It certainly is. But you know what's so you know what's so crazy about it is like that drug under treats the majority of people that take it. I took that drug for for twenty years and oh. I was sick the entire time I was taking it and I had no idea what was wrong. I thought it was something else. I thought I had chronic fatigue syndrome, I couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with me. But if you have the autoimmune version of thyroid disease your body doesn't convert the T4 to T3 mm-hmm. properly. And so anybody that's taking it is in
1: deep shit. <laughs> well, I wonder what, I wonder, no, you're right, but I wonder what the percentage is. I mean, there's no way to really tell of of the success that people do have with, with levothyroxine or Synthroid, like, you know, 15% of the population taking it, 20%. I wonder, I wonder what it is. It would be interesting to I know, though, wouldn't it?
3: I think it's ten percent. And the reason I
1: think oh, that wow. is because
3: um is because nine out of ten people have the autoimmune version of thyroid disease. And okay. so that means um ten percent of the people right. can convert. So that would be my my lay wench's best guess.
1: Wow. Wow, that's very low. For it to be the number one selling drug. <laughs> right.
3: It's really frightening. Well, they don't care if it treats. They just care if it's selling.
2: Right. Right. You you see that on the forums, you know, where so many people are saying, I feel horrible, I feel horrible, I feel horrible. Even when you're just reading those, you'll see one, you know, one or two here and there will say, well, you know, I'm I'm doing okay, you know. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's fabulous. Right. <laughs> But it the is. other, you know, ninety nine percent of us are are suffering, you know, because it's not working. Exactly. exactly. I felt personally. But- I felt much better when I went from and I and I was taking levothyroxine and Cytomel. I felt significantly better, and one of the biggest things for me that I noticed was the swelling come out of my face, the puffiness come out of mm-hmm. my face
3: mm-hmm.
2: when I switched to uh, to Armour. It was
3: mm-hmm.
2: almost instant. And, you know, my energy levels changed instantly just from, from making that one switch. And fortunately, my doc was very supportive, you know, which, you know, you see so many people that they're not, and it's just, it's horrifying.
1: Well, and and the same goes for me. I was taking levothyroxine for a year, and I actually got worse.
3: Mm-hmm. I got that worse, crazy,
1: too. that's crazy, right? I, actually, I got mm-hmm. worse. So, yeah, I do much better on um, natural desiccated thyroid, too. But just so that you know, because I don't know if you've ever, you know, you've, you've spent the past eight months in the editing room, and we want to talk about the movie in just a second. But just so you know, and just for those of you listening out there, Tiffany and I aren't, you know, um, anti-doctor. You know, if I break my femur, I'm I'm definitely going to rush to the hospital <laughs> and, you know, have a doctor, you know, help me or whatever. But, um, you know, me we as well. prefer, you know, a mix, a mix, a blend, a balance. And you know, um, I think that's what we're striving towards, right, so I mean that would be Absolutely. the best case scenario, right, so yes, and I know that's yes. not what you're talking about either, but I just wanted you to to know that that's that's not what you know what, what even none of us are saying right now, and also, um, the other part to it is we're all different, we're
3: mm-hmm. all different,
1: we're all made differently, we all live in different environments, we all eat differently, we all have fresh fruit that's Available in season, where you live, different from where I live. You know, it's it's all relative to each person. So, well, I think I think <clears> that my the thyroid
2: forums would be devoid of you know uh, people if everyone had a doctor like Doctor Holtor or Doctor Bornstein that are you Uh-oh. know they're both very attentive. I think the frustration comes out of the fact that you know um, docs aren't doing their job. You know, Dana for one knows how much I love medicine and it's. Extremely disheartening to see them not doing their job. I hate to say it, but you know, it's um, it's a paramount failure right now, particularly in in you know with thyroid
3: disorders. Yeah, it really it really is. I feel exactly the same way. And but I will say also that you know what I've heard from many many thyroid advocates and from the doctors, including Bornstein and Holtorf, is Many people, particularly autoimmune um, version people, do well with the natural desiccated thyroid and T3 supplementation, and that's exactly what I'm doing as well. And I probably would have never gotten there if it weren't for the support of the thyroid community and getting information from various sources.
2: So I've got to ask you, Maggie, was that part of the inspiration for Sick to Death? Was you said you were on levothyroxine or synthroid for twenty some years when you went and changed medications and and obviously felt you know thriving and and we love to hear the difference but was that part of the are you kidding me I've been tortured yes. for twenty years was that part of the inspiration?
3: Yeah, absolutely because I had gone on natural desiccated thyroid once before when I was still living in New York but it was in 2009 when there was this big scare that it was no longer available so it was very short-lived and I was on too low a dose and then when I went to um, my doctor here in Louisiana and he put me on a higher level it was instantaneous just as you said Tiffany that the, the difference was instantaneous I felt a million times better I could See the um, see and feel the difference, and I was like I was astounded. Unfortunately, because of the state of my my own physiology, it didn't last. Um, but but it was I you know my I knew immediately in my body that natural desiccated thyroid was way more happy in me than you know any levothyroxine drug.
2: I have to giggle. I'm sure we're all familiar with Katy Perry's "Wide Awake" song. Oh yeah! <laughs> every mm-hmm. time I hear yep. that song, I think to myself, "That is exactly how I felt when I switched." I'm wide awake. I'm yeah. okay. Okay, I'm here. Oh boy! All right, look what's going on around me. I've been asleep for for a while. I have to laugh every mm-hmm. time I a think long of that. Time. You know,
1: <laughs> a long time. Okay, well, um, I want to jump really quick. Um, I want to jump to the movie because you know it. Was, I remember talking to Dr. Holdorf, which Tiffany and I are huge fans. He is absolutely fantastic. I know you love him too. He really too. is. He, when he, really he was when he was on the show with us, he was traveling with you in France, and it was fantastic. Oh, that's
3: hilarious! I didn't know that he was shown.
1: <laughs> yes. It was actually Brussels. yes, he Brussels. Okay, Brussels. Yeah, and he um. Yeah, we got disconnected and he called back, I think, right, Tiff. It was so it, uh-huh. he was so great. It was he was fantastic. So, you guys were over in Brussels, where who were you interviewing over there?
3: Well no, we weren't were interviewing doing? anyone. The the reason yeah. that we went was because um I had interviewed Terry Hertog when he came to the US in um last spring. I interviewed him in Florida. And I decided that I wanted to go to Brussels to see him because he, is, he ended his practice. And I knew that there was, like, one opportunity to go. And one of the things that's come up over and over again in the course of making this film is that Terry Hertog's great-grandfather, Eugene Hertog, came to the United States, um, inspired a whole generation of doctors around hormone issues, explained to them what the problems were with thyroid disease. And then um, they went on, in fact, inspired the field of endocrinology. And then wow. his, Terry's um, father was also carrying on that generation as the third generation in, um, I think, in Brussels. And he became very frustrated with the way that things were going. And he came to the U.S. to work with Broda Barnes. And so I had been thinking about this thing about going back and forth and you know, doctors working together. And so I asked Kent if he would go to Brussels with me, if he wanted to go to Brussels with me. And he said yes. And so we just went. So that I could see so that I could see Terry and and Kent went with me. He was my um you know, my plus one basically. And it was right. hilarious. It was a hilarious moment, let me tell you, because it's not like the U.S. at all.
1: <laughs> That's great. Give us an example. Tell tell us.
3: Well, for instance, Terry said, "You know, okay, so take off your clothes." And I was like, "Ah, you know, <laughs> Ken's here. The other doctor's here. You're here." And he's like, "Oh, put on my lab coat. We're not. We are not prude like you Americans." And oh. Oh, I, put his, <laughs> I put on his Oh my god and, and I'm sitting there and Fantastic. then and then and then I'm like, Oh, they're 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 they prodding, prodding me and poking me and I was like, Okay, I gotta take this off. So I'm sitting there naked in front of everybody with just my little panties on. <laughs> and then they did the ankle reflex test and I don't know if you all had ever done this before, but I've done it a few times where you you kneel on a chair and and then they tap your ankles on the back and I had done it at Kent's office in California, but I was fully clothed. And so I had to do that on a chair in just my underwear. And I was like, Oh god, oh god. I am it's true. I am I am prude. Get me out of here.
2: That was a great story.
1: I mean, hindsight, I suppose. And plus since it wasn't me, but oh my gosh. Maggie, that is hilarious. I'm so sorry you had to go through that, but what a story. It was story.
3: funny. It really was funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The painstake of being a fabulous filmmaker, right, Maggie? Right. <laughs> Enjoying That's anything right. to feel better, which is, you know, what I have always done. I will do anything that I have to do in order to take care of myself.
2: Amen. <sighs> That's a flower field moment right there.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yes, it is. It's a fact.
2: So yeah. Have you had, speaking of that, uh, Maggie, have you had, of course, filmmaking is a, a phenomenally rewarding but stressful, I would imagine. What are yes. your health challenges that you have while filming, and particularly uh, a movie that is fairly, you know, really emotional, although I know all of your films are very emotional. You deal with some pretty intense subjects, but um, did you have any of your own health challenges or flares during the filling, and do you have any tips and tricks that you use to cope with that?
3: Well, you know, that's actually a great question, and it's probably you all are probably the only people that will ever ask me that because (laughs) I'm I'm sure that you know that one of the frustrations that comes with this kind of um, complication is that you look so well and so not that I feel like, oh, I'm, you know, poor Maggie or I'm sick all the time. I don't feel like that. But it would be so nice if every now and again, you know, it was acknowledged that, you know, how challenging things can be. And filmmaking is inordinately stressful. And, you know, right now we're working, you know, six days a week, 12-hour days. And um, and I can't take care of myself as well as I would normally. And so I have sort of opted to put some of my care on hold um, while I'm doing this. And and I am hoping, I think it's okay. I think it's all right. If I thought that I was really doing anything detrimental, then I would, you know, shift gears. Um, but I'm hoping that I'm going to, that I'll be able to make it through without doing anything too damaging because it is, you know, I'm, it is precarious. And also I'm in a, you know, the film filmmaking is stressful and stress doesn't help your health as we all know. So I'm trying to really just pace myself. I'm trying to get as much sleep as I can. I'm trying to not go out as much as I would normally and, you know, just kind of keep my nose to the grindstone. But luckily, I am also loving working, so that's a good sign. That's a huge
2: sign.
1: Well, so any any tips and tricks? Sacrifice for the greater good, right? Yeah. Sacrifice for the greater good. Absolutely. Thank you so much because it really will change. I know it will have a big impact on on so many people, so we thank you for, for sacrificing for the greater good.
3: Well, I really appreciate that, but I also think that the thyroid community is going to give me a very hard time because I, really? I think I do, I do, because I. This is, um, you know, I am doing this for the greater good, but it is also my life, and and so I am a very political being, and part of how I am political is in the language that I use, and. I'm also irreverent, and and I am a smack talking winch, and that is all <laughs> over the movie, and so it is. It's a quirky film, and the, what I'm thinking of is that among there are many many goals that I have for the film, but one of them is is it has to be true to who I am, I'll if I'm it, putting my, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, if I'm putting myself out there in this in which I consider this to be the most vulnerable way that I could expose myself to the world. Because this is not the kind of thing that you that I'm really comfortable, you know, telling the entire world about. So I have to do it in a way that is exactly
1: who I'm True I am. to you. Right. Yeah.
2: Well I almost True to you. think the to- is the Go ahead,
1: Dana. Go ahead. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, and, and speak your truth, which we talk. We talk. We've been talking about the past few shows. I think that's right. very healing for you to be speaking your truth, and I think that will resonate with so many people. You being the authentic you. I, I right. I think it's gonna. I mean, I haven't seen. I've seen the trailer, and the trailer. You know, you you're pretty poignant and and straightforward in the in the trailer, and I think it's very captivating. So,
0: thank uh, you, you. know thank I, you.
1: I don't. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it's going to, you know, cause a ruckus at all. I think it's going to be fabulous. You know what? And anybody who wants to talk about it, they can come talk to me and Tiffany first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and
2: I almost think, think, Maggie, to be honest, irreverent is a perfect tone for the movie, especially for Mm -hmm. thyroid patients, because whether we say it or not to the doctor, let's face it, we all go in there with 50 billion notes and articles and everything else, and then when we don't get taken seriously, when we when we leave the appointment and we're like, why did I forget that and why, did, why didn't why did that get addressed and, oh, my God, I forgot about this or this or that or that didn't, you know, I didn't have, I think irreverent is a perfect tone for at least the thyroid patient portion of the movie. The ones that are watching it are going to be standing up. We're going to be creating a ruckus. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, because that's so. how we
3: feel. Whether we say it yeah. or not, that's how we feel. Right, right. Well, I hope I hope that's true. But I've I know that even from the trailer, I've had people write to me and say, "You shouldn't be using language like that." So.
1: <laughs> uh, well, you but can't. Why everybody, right?
2: No, the rest of us don't okay. contact you because we're laughing hysterically and crying. And and I always tell people about this. <laughs> I don't watch the trailer unless you have tissue handy, and you're you Aww. know you're going to get emotional over the resonance in that. I mean for me it, it, it was I'm so excited, truly. I really am and I, I, I can't tell you, you how much how much I am just so grateful for you putting the time and effort into that subject and all of us that are thyroid patients know physically and emotionally and you know how demanding that it was for you. I mean there's people that can't work. They can't, you know, even make a food plan for their family for the day. That's how right, much energy right. they're lacking and whatever. So to do what you do is just for
1: like, for everybody, yeah. for us, for the, for the everybody, voice for, the, for the thyroid, for the thyroid patients, you know, and and even uh, if some of it isn't as politically correct as some would like or whatever, I, I believe that that's how everybody feels, you know, you know, just mm-hmm. because someone I doesn't do. say shit doesn't mean they don't think it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and so right. it's true. I think I I think I think it's going to be fabulous. I'm really excited. So what are you what are your goals like when are what are the deadlines? Are you allowed to tell us what you're working towards and when the film's going to be oh, coming yeah. out?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, right now the reason I'm working today on a Sunday is because um we are aiming for the Su- Sundance submission deadline, which is um a week from this coming Monday,
2: so oh, wow.
3: we are yes, exactly. So we are aiming to have what's called a rough cut finished by then, and it has to be in the office at Sundance, and um, and it is very um, very very competitive. So there will probably be somewhere around twelve thousand submissions for the festival and oh. probably 6000 submissions will be documentary films and they only choose 15 American documentaries to be in Sundance. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Yeah. It is wildly competitive. And the good news is is that the people at Sundance, the programmers are well aware of me and my work and that I have some advocates there so that at least I know that my movie is going to be watched. But there are also going to be, of the other 6,000 submissions, those people, some of those people, probably, you know, a quarter of them already have a finished film, and my film is not finished. So so we're sending a rough cut of Sick to Death, which puts us a little bit behind the eighth ball to start, but I'm hoping that they have enough faith in my work my prior work, that they'll be able to see where I'm going with this. And so that's the first one. Should we get lucky enough to get into Sundance? So everybody out there, please say a non-denominational prayer for sick to death. Um, then that that means that the movie would be screened in Sundance in January. And I've already made plans to be there and be there in Park City no matter what happens, because it 's the best place in the country to do business and mm-hmm. um, in January, so by January the movie will be finished, and typically, what happens is um a movie spends about a year on the festival circuit in fact, a year is all you can spend on the festival circuit and and you go to you go through the festival so that you can win awards. The more awards you win, the more audiences see your movie, the more buyers come to see your movie. And cuz buyers want to see your film with an audience to see how it plays. The better chance you have of selling your film. Now, in the case of this movie, however, the distribution comes out, it's going to be available. Even it's going to at the very least it's going to become available online for whatever anybody wants to pay because I'm not interested in not allowing anybody to see the film because they don't have a lot of money. So if somebody wants to pay a dollar, they can give me a dollar. If they think they think it's worth $300, great. And I'm just going to give it over to the universe and trust that, you know, the money that was put forth it will hopefully come back. And if it doesn't, you know, money comes in different ways. Wow,
1: that is a flower field moment. So we just need to sit here for a second. It's
2: going to happen.
3: That it is going to happen.
2: Manifestation, right, Maggie? You already, you know, even though you're doing business in 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 Utah, this is about Maggie being to release. You're going to release the film. It's going to happen.
3: Yes, that's it. Is it's going to happen? Yeah, I mean
2: the subject is so important. There is nothing that will stop it. Now, can Mm -hmm. people still Uh, donate to the project, Maggie? People can still donate, correct, to the project? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, you can go to
3: sicktodeath.com, and it's sick, the number two, death.com, and donate at any time. Yes. We just got a donation from the foundation, um, a foundation here in Louisiana that my um, doctor here at Family Foundation gave us the money, so... So yes, we need money. We we definitely need money because it takes um you know, we've got three people working on the film right now. Three of us full time, one person part time. And um and we're, you know, the entire year of promoting the film, you know, that that's airfare, that's hotels, that's making DVDs. It's it's an enormous financial process.
2: Right, and so the movie estimates 59 million individuals that suffer from thyroid disease. So if we all donate a dollar <laughs> to You're such a not, important yeah. project, right? I mean, seriously, right? I, that's right?
3: Yes. I'm sure, well, I'm actually, I'm the project could use now a budget estimates of, 128 million.
2: Okay, so 128 million, even better. 128 million individuals that suffer from thyroid disease times $1.00. Maggie could yeah. do a lot with a hundred and twenty-eight million dollar budget. Good <laughs> God! Could. I would fall she over could,
1: if I had that much money. She could bring she could <laughs> bring that to Costa Rica and, and turn it into Spanish. It would be fabulous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I would I okay. would love to do that. Okay. So so do you mind just kind of telling us a few of the people that um, that maybe all of us know uh, and haven't seen the trailer for that are in the movie. I know, you know, sure. Dr. Holtorf is in the movie. Yeah, but if you, would you would you name off some people that, that we could hear? Well, Dr.
3: Holtorf is a lot more than in the movie. He is an executive producer on the film, which right. means he's right. provided a large sum of money to help keep us going, which is unbelievable. So, Kent Holtorf, I love you madly. Um, so do we do, too. They, yeah, we all love him. He's He's just fabulous. So... So Kent is in it, my my doctor here, Dr. Chuck Mary, and he's in the film. David Bornstein from New York is in the film. Uh, Theodore Friedman is in the film from um, Los Angeles. Terry Hertog from Brussels is in the film. Mary Showman, thyroid goddess, she's in the film. Dana Trentini, hypothyroid mom, adorable human being, is in the film. (laughs) Um, let's see, who else is in it? Um, I put out an open call to thyroid patients and they are so far about, um, eight thyroid patients have made it into the film. Um, uh, a fabulous guy by the name of G. Edward Griffin has made it in. he is a, um, he's kind of a, um, pharmaceutical watchdog, although he doesn't call himself that. Um, he's just amazing, Mikhail Friedman. I don't know if you all n- are aware of his work, but he is a um, he's a naturopath in Vermont. He's in it. Um, who else? I have 57 talking heads. Those are the talking wow. heads that I can wow. think of off the top of my wow. head. Yes,
1: I cannot but imagine some- what the editing editing process must be. I, I just it seems so overwhelming to me. Yeah, it
3: is. Well, actually, the way that you deal with something like that is you have to be so organized that because you you literally lose information. So we have about 120, 130 hours of footage, and we have to make a 90-minute film out of that. So oh, wow. we're often um, we we often have to give up content that we would pref- you know, that I would prefer not to give up, but you have to. And um it's called killing your babies, actually. Or oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> There's so much weird terminology in the movie and yeah. and, and photo
3: business. <laughs> it's true. Well you get so attached to things is what it is. That's why it's actually that phrase is used. And you just love it, but if it doesn't serve a singular purpose and Movies are not books. You know, in a book, you can put an enormous amount of content. And in a film, it's a a different kind of a um, creature. You know, you have to keep people entertained. You have to keep them in the seats. You have to keep them awake and alert and engaged. And then with something like this, there is an enormous amount of medical information. And I'm also dovetailing illnesses um, together. I'm um, talking about the relationship of certain illnesses to other illnesses. So becomes a lot wow. of information.
1: Wow. And I'm then so I excited. guess you probably I am too. <laughs> I, I just really am so excited and you you've got some uh you've got some viewers and some donators here, so don't worry about that. And and when Thank the movie you. does come out, you know you have Thyroid Nation support all the way and uh and i'm just so grateful for you doing the movie for for everybody out there and thank you for joining us today i know you i know you have to get back to work so thank you so much for joining I do. us thank I'm you so i happy
3: appreciate to it. it i'd love to talk to you all again when the movie's through and out in the world and that would be thrilling and i'm also so happy with what you all are doing because it's so important thank you yeah, thank it's you. really important to be like a weekly voice for this community. Really, it's
1: wonderful. Thank you, thank you so much. much. That's a flower field moment. Not many say that. that yeah, thank you.
3: Love, I love flower field moments. I've never heard it, but I adore it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dana, explain the flower
2: time. field moment to Maggie before we
1: let her go. Okay. Explain what a flower field okay. is because it's really oh, flower field moment. <laughs> well. And, and it came up because there were some dead air a few times when we first started doing the show because Tiffany and I were both so overwhelmed and and we were just trying to to digest and absorb the information that was just spoken and it was such like a an oh we need the angel singing Well and moment, Dana uses you know, and the word like,
2: resonance resonate that's that's yeah. really what it is it's it's almost it's emotional for us because we're resonating what the person just said
1: Right. And so we and don't wish say we anything be... and then they're not saying anything and then so there's this moment and, and nobody's so talking and we're we fine with it. So we so we termed it flower field Moment because it's fine with us because we're just you know, we're just happy. So we're good. So that was definitely No, a I think field it's moment. a
3: beautiful it's a beautiful term and it makes so much sense. It's so clear. Oh cool. Thank you.
1: <laughs> we yeah, got Thank that you,
3: Maggie. That means a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes it does yes it does okay well tell everybody where where they can find you and then we'll have to let you go so you can go finish this wonderful movie
3: thank you any information about me can be found between two websites sick, the number two, com, or yo com. everything is there you can see my prior work my current work donate, email whatever you want to do and I'm also on Facebook. I'm a bit of a Facebook loser, but Catherine comes on and helps me out, <laughs> Catherine Ryerson. Uh, but you can go to you can go to Facebook and it's sicktodeath.com. I think we're tweeting too, only it's not me because I'm editing. Um, so we're on Twitter at sicktodeath, and anyway, everything's between. You can find everything at Yo Maggie, everything at sicktodeath, and they'll have you links to Facebook to everywhere else.
2: Well, awesome, okay, lady, awesome, you awesome. take
1: care. You have some positive moments and take care and of yourself go get and let us know. Yeah, go We're get them. We're sending em. you
2: strength and love and light from from Dana and I and and just mm, go get them.
3: Thank you all so much. Really great, great being on the show. Awesome. Thank
2: okay, you. Have a great
1: day. Bye.
3: You too. Bye bye.
2: Oh, my gosh.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I know, right? Right.
1: Yep. We're so lucky. We're so lucky. She is an
2: amazing woman. I cannot wait for this film. Like, seriously, I cannot wait for this film.
1: I mean, you know, I understand people having an aversion to, you know, um, curse words, bad words, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But isn't your time um, better spent? Doing some positive things as opposed to found somebody you shouldn't be doing that. I don't know, but anyway. So that's my thought. You know, Lorraine
2: Lorraine Cleaver, (laughs) Dana Lorraine Cleaver posted Ah. about the in thyroid petition Scotland about you know because she's a uh, a language user too, and she's like you know this is me, and I love that. I love it when people are just not afraid to be themselves. Right, that is the whole throat chakra and speaking your truth, is it not? This is what I am. It is
1: exactly that.
2: You either choose to take it or not, because there's people that are going to love you, there's people that are going to not like you, and it's not going to make a doggone bit of difference which ones do and don't, pretty much.
1: (laughs) Well, and and that was kind of my thinking when I was, was, I'm trying to figure out some things for Periscope. I will be Periscoping more often, and so will Tiffany. She's going to be (laughs) Periscoping more about essential oils and health, and she's going to try Big Bear was canceled last week. For those of you that listened, it wasn't that she didn't do um, her commitment. <laughs> it was canceled. So she is going on Tuesday. And if time allows, she is going to scope essential oils and thyroid health. So you need to check out Grateful Garden and follow her on Periscope. We will be doing more scopes. And my point was that, that I'm just going to be me, right? And there's all these different things you should and shouldn't do. and And those are some great tips. But, I'm also just going to be me. So I decided, you know, this is how I talk, this is how I look, this is where I live, this is what my house looks like, and that's it. So I'm going to speak
2: my truth. You want to know what I just realized when you said that? What? Okay. So my my six-year-old daughter, Daisy, we just recently found out that she's severely tongue-tied, right? Think about that. Tongue, it's associated with hypothyroid and Hashimoto's. Think about that, Dana. She's tongue-tied. Speak your truth.
0: She can't even speak her
2: truth. Oh, my God. What? She can't speak her truth. Seriously. I don't know if that's just an overwhelming moment for anyone else but me. But um, huge, huge. Uh, Folks, check those babies, grandbabies. I don't care if it's a toddler. Make sure they're not lip-tied or tongue-tied. They can't nurse properly properly. Uh, it's huge and then they don't create enough digestive acids and, and enzymes for proper digestion which can affect bone development and check those lip and tongues. I don't care how old they are, it's never too late. So I and don't you wish crazy? Crazy? to a show
1: like Don't you wish you had Tongue-tied. listened to a show like this a long time ago and you would have, you know been Sensation privy to information abounds. sooner? But we right. won't get
2: into that, right? Yes. I keep telling no. Daisy there's no. a whole reason why you are tongue-tied at six. There's a reason for it. There's a reason for it.
1: That's right. You just wait. Watch out for Daisy. Watch out for Daisy. <laughs> That's right. Watch out. Oh well, my okay, gosh. Well, okay, Kiff. Let's wrap this. Sh- let's wrap this show up.
2: Let's wrap it up. You got it. Wrap it. Okay, up. so. Everybody uh, caught where they could find Maggie, the two websites, com, and check out the Kickstarter video on there. It's very, very cool. You can also connect through Twitter and Facebook through the sicktodeath.com website and also through yomaggie.com, which I think is totally cute and totally funny. Me
1: too. How about next week? Me too, week? it just sounds just like her. Next week, Dr. Hedberg, totally. second appearance. How cool is that? He's the author Absolutely. of the latest, um, the book, the, thyroid, the complete thyroid health and diet guide understanding and managing thyroid disease which came out after we had him on the show so we're having him on again he's our first second appearance guest and we're so excited he was really really great the first time around so he's got a lot to
2: amazing live up to, right? super smart huh
1: he's got a lot to live up to <laughs> yes he does he's got such a great it was such a great show right
2: It was. He was so smart. My God, we had several Flower Field moments on that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Didn't we? And as always, a very,
2: very big thank you to all of you out there that that listen, and we would love to hear about your thyroid thriver journey, okay? So what's really important about that is that it's it's not about whether you're healed or not. It's the journey that helps the rest of us heal. Um, It often can help other people not feel so alone. There's multiple aha moments that can be found in reading other Thriver stories um, and offer a light to the path of their own healing journey. So submit those Thyroid Thriver um, stories to ThyroidNation.com forward slash Thyroid Thrivers. Submit your story, whether you're healed or not. It's very important.
1: And Maggie is actually a Thyroid Thriver. So she has her Thyroid thriver story on the page. You can check her Very story cool. out there as well. Very cool, right? And a big Very thank cool. you, of course, to the Thyroid Nation radio team. We could not do this without them. And it's it's wonderful to have them because we have so many of them, and they just pop in when they can and can't. Raina Crans is, is not available today. I'm not sure about Laura Shuneman, but we have Melissa Phipps. We have Blythe Clifford, Benny, Penny Jensen, Sarah Downing, and Shannon Garrett. Check out their bios and their support groups on Facebook. There's blogs and links and everything on thyroidnation.com. Such amazing support, and they are wonderful women, so check them out. Make sure to also
2: follow Thyroid Nation at thyroidnation.com, as well on Facebook um, at Thyroid Nation, as well on the Hashi's and Graves Facebook support group where you can uh, interact with other uh, thyroid thrivers and patients and um, you can also connect with Thyroid Nation on Instagram and Twitter and Periscope because then you get to see Dana's beautiful face and of course
1: uh. tune in weekly
2: to Thyroid Nation Radio. I love watching you on Periscope because I feel you're right there like you're right in front of me. <laughs> well I do <laughs> that too my- and
1: I thought you were fabulous. I did. I thought you were fabulous. She, she actually scoped on on being tongue-tied and hyperthyroidism. And you get to see the lovely Daisy on there, too, and she sticks her tongue <laughs> kind of out, but but not up. She was so cute. So um, did you did you sign up for catch.me so we can watch it, or is it already gone?
2: I need to do that. It's already gone. So once it's gone, does that mean okay. it's gone entirely? you got to sign up I, with I catch think so. to make
1: it? Oh, poo. Yep, I think so. All right, well, I oh, plan well. on
2: doing another one when she actually gets uh, the procedure done and And I really want to talk about it more, so maybe I should sign up with Catch before I do any more Periscopes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kind of important. Okay? It is important. And we want to remind you all that wellness is a journey. It's a definite journey, and it takes continual maintenance and evaluation daily. Make sure to always listen to your body and be mindful of what it's telling you. If you have an aversion to a certain food, then your body's saying, I don't want that. Or if you're creating something, right, or something doesn't feel right, listen to your body. The, the whole, you know, your gut feeling, there's a reason why they say that, because the gut and the mind are connected. So always listen to your body. This is Dana, your Thyroid Nation, Gringotica from Costa Rica. And Tiffany Malanich of
2: Grateful Garden, biz.
1: Bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united, we heal. Thanks, guys. See you next week.